welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Frightening, joined by my co-host, Light the Sinister. Hello, Loga. This is my favorite time of year. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, listeners. (laughs) Happy Halloween. (laughs) Today's our special Halloween episode of Wobblies and Wizards. We thought it'd be nice to do a Halloween-themed episode, as we typically do a Halloween-themed one-shot game around this time of year as well, too, for our gaming group. And this episode is planned to come out on Halloween Day. <laughs> Lovely. So hopefully everybody will be either handing out their candy or trick-or-treating tonight, or at the very least, dressing up and having some fun. I mean, you know, like I said, this is our favorite time of year. We love the candy, we love the Halloween, we love the movies. We love to dress up. Let's dress up. <laughs> we love all our different games. <laughs> Do you dress up often? I have I have a like a little a little tote full of ha- costume elements that I've had from over the years that I try to hold on to from masks to little suits and stuff that we've used for costumes. And I have fun with it. One of my many, many times I have presidents that I wear masks of <laughs> sometimes for Halloween. So I've got like Nixon, Clinton, and Reagan. And we've had some fun with those over the years, but I also oh. got like demons and skulls and fun stuff to wear (laughs) that's great i mean reagan is pretty scary so (laughs) (laughs) well i went around as nixon one year taking my son out nixon's pretty scary too (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot i got a lot of i got some interesting fun comments about how i had the most horrifying costume out there oh for sure there were a few people that really liked it told me they voted for me i just gave them pieces like whoa (laughs) i don't think we voted for the same people no i don't think so (laughs) you know if if i saw reagan opening the door to handle candy i probably wouldn't take his candy (laughs) but no we have fun with it it was a everybody seemed to enjoy my president mask when i walked around as a president they were for the president or against the president it was often pretty humorous interactions no that would be i mean it'd be curious to see when we start seeing like uh george well george senior and george w i need to get a george bush senior and and i i need a carter i need a bush and bush and i i really need a uh a johnson mask as well Oh, oh, JFK would be good. JFK would be good. Then, then you can wear your Dead Candies t-shirt along with it as well, too. <laughs> Man, so aside, we have aside. <laughs> horrifying, horrifying games out there. We do, and we have done several different one-shots before, so we're going to talk a little bit about the different role-playing games that are out there, as well as some of the um, D&D adventure modules that we run or have played that we think would be nice from a Halloween standpoint. Yeah, so we tried to do a we a annual Halloween game. A one game that I've been I've run before and I'm gonna be running this year for our Halloween game is Dark Places and Demogorgons from Bloat Games. It's, I'm looking forward to that again. <laughs> the system itself is very much based on kind of basic dx or AD&D type old school dungeons and dragons so the character sheets are very familiar there's not a huge learning curve if you play DD and jumping into that game so it's a good one to run for your group instead of having to learn it if you're running just once a year for a halloween game or something like that it's a great one to pick up and run with because most people know the rules or similar close enough to the rules that they can just run with it and play yeah, because uh, like you said, our group mostly plays uh, OSR style games. This one uses the same core attributes, same D20 type of rolling mechanic. So it's very familiar for people. It's just easy to you know jump in and play your character. Now, you know, the 
version that we play, you know, we've been playing modern era, like in the 80s, 1980s. So it's not it's not, yeah. it's not a fantasy game. It's a modern game where we're playing the, I think the last one we played was based in the 80s, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the, so it's, it's the game itself is supposed to be based in the 80s. It's supposed to be kind of like the TV show Stranger Things or like Goonies or something where you play kids in the 80s as an 80 TV show and you encounter various supernatural elements. It could be everything from aliens to Bigfoot to vampires werewolves i've got to, something to, to ronald to ronald reagan <laughs> ronald reagan in the 80s <laughs> you can fight ronald reagan and you <laughs> so sorry but yeah i mean i'm looking forward to the game this year i mean we had a great time playing it last time and you know we grew up in the 80s so for us it's nostalgia we love playing that goonies type of um adventure in the 80s i've got i've got something special in store this year for the game I'm excited. I try to do a different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a different genre. A different genre. genre. I've been trying to do a different genre every year. Like the, a couple of years ago when we played Dark Places and Demogorgons, I went with werewolves and vampires. Then the year after that, we played Vassine, which is a great horror role-playing game. It was Nordic horror, so it was a bit different. We kind of went with a haunted house type theme with that one or a haunted hotel. Yep. And this year, I think that, uh, and I'll go ahead and tell you because this is going to be the setup, but I'm going for exorcism possession like the exorcist type horror so i figured we're in the 80s what better than to do than have our characters be high school students at the local catholic school <laughs> oh no that's a little bit too close to reality <laughs> me and my brother are, are gonna be having like flashbacks because uh, we went to catholic high schools <laughs> well there's more to the setup for this game you not only are your characters at the local high school school but your characters are all part of the same game group playing dungeons and dragons at the height of satanic panic Oh, I like that. I like that. This is going to be a game within a game is what you're telling me, isn't it? So we're going to have some fun come the Halloween game here. Yeah, it's going to be our gaming group's going to be playing Ravenloft or something. <laughs> I, I've i enjoyed our... Now, I've done horror games in, in horror, attempting to achieve some sort of tone of horror. Um I've run Call of Cthulhu. Like, you don't have to run a horror game just at Halloween. A lot of people are into it year-round. Just play it normally. And Call of Cthulhu is one of the biggest role-playing games out there. And I I know before the the last couple editions, older editions passed, I've done things like set the mood for the game by pulling out old books and playing music from the twenties and lighting, you know, only using candles for lighting and setting the mood. Right. For the set the mood. <laughs> that can be kind of fun. If you just kind of get into it and set things up at the table and Ooh, it's frightening, <laughs> but yeah. I'll be honest. Sometimes when I'm DMing and I get into horror, horror elements, I like to kind of play on the camp and cliche of some of it and just have fun with it. Cause We've all seen those movies. A lot of those themes are cliched. Why not enjoy it while you're doing it? Go ahead and bust out a Dracula or a vampire that talks, let me soak your blood. <laughs> you know, that's fun. That's fun as well, too. You know, there's like serious horror, like the more Cogafula where you go insane. And then there's campy horror, which is like you said, the old classic Dracula werewolf, as well as in the 80s, you have a lot of those, you know, somewhat cheesy slasher movies with the serial killers of Jason and Michael and stuff as well, too. And we have fun with all those styles as well, too. It really depends on what your gaming group enjoys, um, what year they grew up in, and if they enjoy, what type of horror do they enjoy? If they do enjoy horror. Luckily, our, most of our group enjoys horror, so. <laughs> I have an off-on relationship with horror. <laughs> I have a strange relationship with it. 
I grew up like many of us reading Fangora and watching the gory horror movies and having opinions. My, mo my mother got me into some a lot of old horror back in the day. I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 80s and we would watch Superhost on TV in Cleveland and Big Chuck and Little John. And they had these, ho these TV hosts that would show horror movies. And a lot of those movies I got into were very kind of old by then too, like the old Hammer horror flicks yep. and stuff like that. The Fly, I love The Fly, one of my all-time favorite movies. Absolutely love it. All three of the original Fly movies. And I'm not talking Jeff Goldblum. That's what I was going to ask. Was it Jeff Goldblum or the, or the no, early we're talking. We're talking Vincent Price. We're talking okay. about, oh, poor Philippe. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and the Return of the Fly and the Curse of the Fly. The Curse of the Fly, which incidentally was kind of like locked away for a long time. It didn't come out until yeah. sometime in the 90s on VHS, I want to say it was, or maybe even later. Great series of films. I love that old horror. It's something about me like Hammer Horror. Honestly, when I went into the Marine Corps, uh, gore, um, after experience a few things, I, gore was less appealing to me on television. So I tended to watch less overtly violent horror. I had issues with seeing it. Sometimes it kind of bothered me. <laughs> but I, I've kind of moved into a place where I'm a little bit more able to see some of those and detach it from certain things. I really get into supernatural type horror now, especially newer supernatural horror films. They're cool. I like the exorcism stuff. I like the a demons haunting you type thing. That's fun. Yeah, for me, you know, like you, you know, I grew up in the same era. Um, saw a lot of the classic slasher movies. You know, first time I saw like Nightmare on Elm Street three, I was terrified for days <laughs> on end. But in terms of you know modern or more recent horror, I prefer much of the um, Japanese and Korean horror movies. You know, the ones coming over from Asia because for me they were less. Well, let me rephrase that. There are some that are very slasher gore, and then there are some that are very um, embedded with the horror of the culture, which I find quite terrifying um, as such versus the, oh, I'm going to get cut, cut up by chainsaw, right? No, this is like more um, in-depth cultural mental horror. So for those, I find quite terrifying as well, too. So I enjoyed a lot of the uh, Japanese and Korean horror movies um, in the past, you know, whatever, 15, 20 years. Yeah, there's been a lot that's come out. I mean, I see even before 15 years ago, there's been a lot of stuff that started coming out that was pretty like iconic in that realm of Japanese yeah. horror and stuff like that that was coming out. But when it comes to horror games, do you have any specifics that are your favorites? Yeah, so for me, obviously, I love Call of Cthulhu. I like uh, Dark Places and Demigorgons. The Dark Places and Demigorgons is more of the 80s traditional Goonies campy feel. Call of Cthulhu is more hardcore horror. There are two other games that I would love to play in the future or run. You know, there's Kids on Bikes, which is pretty much Stranger Things, and then uh, East Texas U, which is a Savage Worlds engine game where you play college students at a pretty much supernatural haunted university. It's not Miskatonic. It's East Texas U. But in East Texas U, there's flexibility to do campy style horror as well as serious horror. You know, it's like, oh, you know, some scientists open some dimensional portal or they're living, you know, it's based in Texas, so you got a bunch of, like, hillbilly vampires, so it's elements of both, and you play college students trying to get through your, you know, four-year degree, so for either of those, I'm quite curious to uh, play, because it's, it's a little bit different than your traditional horror, it could be a little bit campy, could a little bit, be a little bit fun. Um, we also have fellow record Nick that's going to be starting up All Flesh Must Be Eaten here on Halloween Day, actually. So today, when this is coming out, a couple hours after this post live, I'm going to be starting to play that game. <laughs> We're going to be starting to play the game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a zombie apocalypse survival game. 
I'm going to be playing a uh, a pro wrestler survivor. So I'm I'm probably going to be a little more campy than the you know traditional hardcore zombie survival movies. But hey, <laughs> it'll be fun. Yeah, I've got an idea for a character I haven't quite rolled up yet. I've, I've kind of beaten around the bush, but I've been watching Reservation Dogs. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I love it. It's, it's a must-see. It's one of my hits. It's, it's, I really got into it. <laughs> I liked it a little too much. One of the characters on there, her name is uh, Willie Jack, and I really appreciate that character. I was like, I think I want to play Willie Jack in a role-playing game. <laughs> It'll be fun and interesting to see where this game goes uh yeah i i think that'll be good we got a, quite a few people in on that right now it sounds like i like horror horror role-playing games i've played them for a while my honestly my first horror role-playing game i think was call of cthulhu it was for me as well i mean that's you, you know back in the 80s <laughs> see i didn't play it i don't think until sometime in the 90s ish okay it would have been because I was playing so, mostly sci-fi and superhero stuff into the night. No, you, it may have actually been. I may have played Ravenloft before I played Call of Cthulhu, but I'm not sure. That's a rough call there. I can't remember back that far. Around the same time. And it was one of the newer, well, I say newer, but one of the early 90s editions. I know that around that time, I went to a game store and I was wearing a Rift shirt. I may have told this story yeah. before. I went up to Cleveland to a game store when I was in high school because uh, I had moved to Cincinnati and then I was going back to visit people in Cleveland. I walked in with my Rift shirt. It's just a white shirt with the blue Leyline Walker picture on it. The guy saw it. He complimented on it. And I he had that old, the original box set sitting there on the yep. shelf. And I walked, I was like, how much is this? And it, that stuff was just sitting around at that time. Nobody was paying attention to it. It wasn't a big deal. And he's like, oh, you can have it. I love your shirt. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, I bought I bought a few other things there, but, but I right. got that for free. And now it's like, oh, that thing's going for a few bucks. It's yeah, it's quite a bit if it's the second edition box. <laughs> yeah. We uh I really got into reading those old Lovecraft books and collections of short stories there at that time. It was a big thing when I was a kid. Like, ooh, it was frightening and horror. So I know Clive Barker and Lovecraft were probably two of the bigger horror, yep. bigger names in horror that I was reading back then. And and it was infused there, but we started getting into other horror games in the 90s, like things like like late 90s Nightbane came out from Palladium. I know we played in that and dabbled okay. in that a bit. That was a that's a strange, interesting approach to horror, it's very unique. There's a couple films I've heard people compare them to, but I don't know if I've seen those films. <laughs> you know, again, there's many different types of horror, like we we're saying, like cosmic mysterious horror which is more lovecraftian yeah i like cosmic lovecraftian type horror like with the dream realms and all and some of those old stories when i read them i picture them like old 70s doctor who episodes when they describe the bizarre yeah very much so i'm like i'm picturing this very 70s john pertwee doctor who when i'm seeing this stuff reading in my head yeah and with the uh cosmic horror as players playing in it you want to create the ambience so it's not like oh you run into a chthonian no, you're running into some slimy creature beast with tentacles coming out of the cave. Everybody rolls sanity check. You know, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it can do. You're terrified as players and characters. So for me, that's the beauty of the Call of Cthulhu genre is you just don't know what you're running into. It's cosmic horror. So Now, Vassine is a really interesting one from Free League. I really like the idea of this Nordic horror because it's a, it's a realm and genre of horror I wasn't really aware of until more recent years. And I got real excited. I was like wanting to see more films and, and, and horror in that genre of that style of Nordic horror. There's not a whole lot out there that I've been able to find, but the ones that I have find are 
I really liked a lot. <laughs> Have you seen a uh, Troll Hunter? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, it's, and it's funny too. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was that's a cool little that, that's that, that was a cool little movie. I enjoyed that. The vaccine, um, it's a good game. It's really well done. They got so they got a few good. They got at least one book of just adventures out for it now. I think there's another one coming out soon. The cool thing about it is. It's a little bit, it kind of reminds me of Ghostbusters if the Ghostbusters were set 100 years ago. Well, yeah, you build a-, a team and you make a stronghold because they always base that kind of stuff and you kind of make your own little Ghostbusters team out of it. Your investigators. <laughs> <laughs> and we did play the Ghostbusters role playing game from West End back in the uh, day. That I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was as. We played it, but I don't remember it being horrifying and frightening when we played it. I think no. No, it, it's not as scary because you know what you're fighting. You're like, oh, you're fighting a class two, you know, apparition or whatever it is. So it's already quantified and you know what it is. So it's not as frightening as, well, you enter this haunted ass hotel and um, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, again, that leans into kind of the also like just that film franchise in general with like people like Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis are like big or and uh, what's his name? Um Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson, um, yep. but Ernie Hudson wasn't as much a comedian as the other no, guys were no, established no. comedians at the time. Uh, the other comedian that was there that was established was, uh, or known as a comedian is old. Uh, what's his name? The gozer, the little, the little feller that was in honey. I shrunk the kids. Oh, Rick, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. So they had yeah. all these actors who are known for comedy in there that True. was shoved into that. So it's a comedy of horror, horror, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, but it's fun. I like comedy inserted, and in, I'm not a big fan of just straight up comedies. But when there's comedy and humor inserted into genre fiction, I find that enjoyable. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, they took a bunch of Saturday Night Live guys and then did like a haunted house <laughs> movie with it. So yeah, it is a lot of fun. Um, but to your point, I think it really depends on the type of ambiance that you're creating. Because you know, for example, with Vaseen. It's a very Nordic, old 1800s ambiance with uh, Dark Place and Demigorgons. It's an 80s ambiance. You know, Call of Cthulhu, it could be a cosmic horror in the 20s. So I think it's important to create, like you said, the right universe that you're playing in to create the right horror elements for it. Cthulhu, too. Cthulhu has like different eras. It's got like a cowboy era, the pulp era, the yep, modern era, and they got the dark ages. Yep. I've always been curious to play some of that Cthulhu stuff, Dark Ages. Never ran a campaign like that or been in one, but I think that could be really fun. Just the yeah. horrors of the Dark Ages infused. Well, it. it's like the Dark Ages were pretty scary to begin with, like you said. Then you threw in Call of Cthulhu. So it's funny because I, I do have Call of Cthulhu Dark Ages, and now I was starting to draft up a campaign for like Roman legionnaires or a Roman um, you know, search party type of thing where you encounter Cthulhu type elements in the that period of time. <laughs> I, I am very interested in playing that game. That Cthulhu Dark Ages would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be really interesting. So yeah, because <laughs> I want to do Cthulhu Dark Ages and I also want to do uh, Cthulhu Weird West or Wild West. I haven't picked that book up yet. I have, I've been like, ah, I need to get it, but I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, I I have it. I have it, have the, uh, have it on the shelf because I think there's like two or three books out for that one. So again, it's the environment or ambience that you play the horror in. You know, there's another one that we were talking about with um, Code Jake. Um, I think it was Never Going Home, the World War yes. One um, weird wars. 
horror. Yes. And that one, I was like, ooh, that one looks really, really interesting as well. I think he's one. I th- is he wanting to pl- run that at some point? I think so, yeah. And he's, but right now we're finishing up a dungeon. We're working on a Dungeon Crawl Classics campaign. Yep. I think that he's planning on bringing up Mutant Crawl Classics next. Yeah, we're going to go do MCC next. Be but fun. It will be. I think we should do Never Going Home maybe as a one shot sometime in the future just to try it out. Let's see, let's see what he's, yeah, I, I'd be curious to see what, what, a, what a campaign of that might even be like. It'd be an interesting game. Um, so I have to put one of them out there that I've liked as horror. One of my favorite horrors is is just the classic Ravenloft. I, yeah, other than the Hickman, <laughs> Ravenloft. Yeah, I mean, hands down. <laughs> the AD&D module, there's, there was like two, at least two for AD&D, and then they came out with the box set next for second edition. One thing we're going to have to do on here is kind of go over and explore some of the realms and stuff like that. That was big in the especially the 90s but the 80s and 90s when they started exploring all the different realms you got into dark sun spell gem yep. there's so much cool stuff there to play I, that was kind of a golden golden age for me in gaming i like those and i love the ravenloft setting yes i used to read the novels for the ravenloft and dark sun books and stuff like that when they were out i really appreciate the ravenloft one the modules slash the book or the box set are have similarities it's cool because the the purpose and goal can kind of shift and change the way it's set yep. out. It can be kind of sandboxy. You can do a lot with it and you can really explore. You're kind of stuck in this area. The way you're it, stuck in their own universe. <laughs> yeah. A lot of players may be just familiar with it, but those of you that aren't, it's, it is a Gothic horror uh, medieval setting. And when you get into the realm of Ravenloft, I'm trying to remember what the, what the name of the place is there. I, I don't think it is called, I think there's a specific town. That yeah, there's use, a specific universe. I don't remember what it was either. But when you get into that realm of Ravenloft, you pass through mists and you can't yes. leave through, through the mists without something like something to do with your breathing. You have to have magic in order to be freed from it. So you're stuck because the, you've ingested the mists, essentially a poison that keeps you stuck there. So part of your, goal if you're running this in another campaign ends up being trying to find the get out. magic necessary to get out to be able to figure out how to get out without dying when you're trying to leave but at the same time you have all the elements of gothic horror that pop up in this region and there were tons over the next de- over like a decade there they took out tons of different players guys and everything else to different types of horror from frankensteins to werewolves to whatever it was yeah so for me you know i think ravenloft was one of the classic horror ones from the early AD&D era, as well as the uh, Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh, which is more of a classic haunted house-ish type of um, game as well, too. So for me, those two are what I enjoy from the early horror type of modules. I don't, I don't think they were meant to be um, horror, horror types, but, you know, I would say Salt Marsh and Ravenloft for me were two, two of the classics. Well, I well, Salt Marsh is one that I am very aware of but have never picked up or played so i don't know a lot about it but i'd say that in general classic D has a lot of horror elements to it to begin with we've got all kinds of ghosts wraiths undead things like that sometimes we don't play those as horror like as we could you can always True. go in and kind of flesh out the horror elements of fighting skeletons in the undead have a lot of fun with that there there's a lot of potential for horror in just basic Dungeons and Dragons or any addition or retro clone that you're running of it. Now, with like skeletons and zombies, just the, the classic skeleton and zombies, 
are fine for like low level characters one, two, and three. But then as characters get higher, you got these clerics that are just waving their hands and turning away zombies and uh, skeletons. So that's why in our campaign, I brought in some higher level undead. <laughs> yeah, and you got higher level undead, and there's got things like whites and stuff like that too that can really mess up a party. Yeah. So there's all kinds of undead and the classic stuff that can challenge and destroy and cause devastation. <laughs> yeah, because I think your party encountered some uh, underwater <laughs> ghouls. Lacedonia's or whatever it was, and they ended up paralyzing like half the party. <laughs> yeah, we had problems with that one. <laughs> so, you know, again, you know, um, Salt Marsh is a classic, Haunted House one. I would say uh, Tigo Manor is another classic Haunted House style. Not a fan of Judges Guild, obviously, because of the crappy stuff that the Sun's been saying, but Frog God has published an updated copy of Tigo Manor that I think would be a nice, you know, classic house haunted house exploration type of thing there's a lot out there that i've got on my there's a lot on my shelf that i haven't had a chance to run there's a lot of class like there's that cult divinity loss they have a really interesting um campaign or, or adventure module that involves like 80s cold war era european settings and stuff like that that would be really interesting to get into i haven't picked that up. i think it's called black madonna or something weird like that i don't think confusing yeah i think i have the cult basic core book i've never played it we, we've had some friends that played it before i got the core book i picked it up hopefully that i'll be able to jump into i don't know if i want to run it as much as i want to play in a game of it <laughs> yeah I, I would say with the uh, cult for that particular game i think that one's more i would say rated r adult oriented in some of its matter so you know uh, we wouldn't necessarily recommend that one for uh the young younger folks that like kids yeah. on bikes for example cult's gonna be a little bit going to involve some you know evil satanic cannibalism sacrifice and you know adult oriented <laughs> horror well one area of horror i think we should bring up too is there's two games out right now that are hot and i think a lot of people are aware of them is the alien role-playing game and mothership and they focus on that science fiction horror which is kind of that genre that comes out of eh, the original alien movie and things like event horizon and all and it's cool because I feel that it uses elements. Both of them kind of use different elements of dungeon crawls. You're isolated in space. And we talked about this before, this idea of isolation, horror out of isolation. Yep. And, you know, xenomorphs from Alien <laughs> gets you and chasing you down. But there's, there's a good little game there that's happening in sci-fi horror, kind of leaning into that genre of horror kind of genre crossing and, and and there's some cool games and some neat ideas and things that can be done there i'm a fan i think we're going to hopefully be running some sort of mothership here sooner than later but we'll see <laughs> is mothership the kickstarter coming out soon for second ed they are having a mothership it's not a second edition it's a box set oh box set okay so the uh, the original book something like only 36 38 30 you know 40 pages of zine ish type put together and that's all you need to run it we just did a review on it recently it's a really solid game i think highly highly high fan of it you can do a lot with it and there's a lot of other stuff coming out for it. so the box has multiple copies of different things i'm not 100 percent sure what's in it but i don't think it's fully a second edition it's just kind of like a bigger a bigger release of, yeah. yeah okay yeah i might have to keep an eye out for that kickstarter then in the future yeah it's it, i'm excited about it big fan of the mothership uh, like I said, we haven't had a chance to run it yet. There's, there's more games that we can have time for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're slowly pushing into outside of the fantasy genre. And, and you know, as Logar mentioned, we're going to start playing Mutant Crawl Classics here 
beginning of the new year probably so trying to branch out into other areas because there's a lot of different forms of horror i mean even within call of cthulhu you, you get the whole delta green subline as well too which is you know military fighting um call of cthulhu horror as well too there's a cthulhu um game where the cthulhu mythos has won and have taken over the earth and you're a human trying to survive in the post-apocalyptic cthulhu world <laughs> that's one so, so i think i think on halloween on halloween we need to uh we need to mention one game that has to be brought up today. And I'm going to ask if you've played it because I know we haven't played it together, but I know I've played it in its various forms over this. Is the first time I played it was quite a while ago. This early nineties vampire, the masquerade. <laughs> All right. So with vampire, the masquerade, <laughs> I am familiar with the game. I have not played it only because, um, when it, when it first came out in that era, you know, late 90s, whatever it was, early 2000s, a lot of the goths were playing it, and they just got a little bit too into it, where it was almost <laughs> like reality for them, and I couldn't deal with, I, I mean, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I was like, okay, whatever, you're Lestat, and you're the, uh, you know, vice vampire of, <laughs> oh, no. of, of Fairfield, Ohio. I, <laughs> I mean, so that's, that's my... Uh, I it guess. was a phenomenon. It was a very uniquely 90s thing that happened. Like, it, the first yeah. time I ran into it, um, a group of friends had it. We were at a buddy's house. We played just the regular tabletop. Honestly, to begin with, I wasn't like really drawn into the game. It was all right. More people started playing it, so I joined in various games here and there. I did go out to the LARPs a couple of times. Well, you see, it's a LARPing portion of it. Yeah, it's a LARPing portion the of it. LARPing got, the LARPing got big then. Like, I remember entire, like, I remember clubs, like we said before, where people yeah. were coming out claiming at the clubs. They do the little thing where they're invisible and cross their arms together. And we, yeah. we had this, we had this, uh, this is a, a long running inside joke that we used to, what we had. And, and, and unfortunately, it was at one of my, 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 my best friend's expenses. The phrase we say, I am a sad clown in the world is my circus. <laughs> <laughs> so there were sad clowns in the world was their circus. And it was it was what it was. It was the 90s. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Go out and be silly. Go I out know, and have I, fun and act your stuff out. Yeah, I mean, again, it was a LARPing aspect of it that 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 I couldn't handle because you know, back then I was more into punk and industrial and less goth. I mean, I've never <laughs> have, I like goth music, I like goth lifestyle but I've been more into punk and industrial scene than goth. So there's intersection, but I couldn't get full blown into the LARPing scene with the goth and stuff. Cause they took themselves too seriously. I don't like dressing up in old Victorian outfits and doing that whole lifestyle thing. I'm more of a, a punk and a, you know, rivet head than I am a <laughs> Victorian, you know? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very Victorian. I, I was, I grew up in Cleveland. It's just anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're, we're part, we're part more associated with the crushed punk scene than we would be for a, uh, a traditional goth scene. Nothing yeah. against, the, nothing against goths. I, I have friends that are goths. I enjoy going to goth clubs. I, just I definitely was, I definitely was in the milieu and mix there of all that. Cause it was the nineties. That was the big thing was goth, the goth scene. There was punks there. There was everything else. And there was, it was intersected. Yeah, and then Vampire the Masquerade. I'm just not, I wasn't into and the it LARPing. Popped up in there. I and wasn't there into was, the LARPing. <laughs> and I, I definitely had friends that got into the LARPing. I was less, I was less into it as a game. I like sitting at the table playing my games, Heroes Unlimited, D and D, whatever. Sure. I was, I was very much a tabletop gamer. But as there, we're pretty much up to out of time, man. Wow. 
<laughs> it's it's it was a horrifying time. It was a horrifying time. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, share the episode on some sort of social media. Give us a positive review. You can visit our website, wobbliesandwizards.com. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards and like and follow. And have a happy Halloween, everyone. May you be frightened all night tonight. <laughs>